Hi, podcast listeners. This is Sarah, and I'm here with Chris. Hello. And we have a very special edition of the podcast for you guys, which is not a live storytelling event. We joined my parents on the weekend of my mom's high school reunion, and we went um, dragging Maine with <laughs> my mom, my dad, my aunt, and my uncle. Um, the recording, the story will explain what dragging Maine is, um, but this was a really special night because the practice has been sort of outlawed since uh, my mom and dad were in high school, but everybody got permission from the police pretty much for one night to go out and drag Maine one last time. So I hope you enjoy the story. Here it is. Standing here in the parking lot of Chavo's, which is a Mexican restaurant in Spring Hill, Louisiana, that is literally located in the parking lot of a Walmart. I just want to say I had the best carne asada in this restaurant. I'm pretty jealous. I'm pretty jealous. I had a tempacana uh, that I thought was beef, but I'm pretty sure... Was pork. It was pork. So, listen, we're about to get into two separate cars. Sarah's going to ride with the women. I'm going to ride with the men. And we're going to reminisce with my mom and dad and my aunt and uncle about what it was like to drag Maine while they were in high school. For those of you who don't know what Dragon Maine is, is back in the day before we had places like coffee shops. Uh, there was no place for teenagers to go hang out. So they got in cars and they just drove around downtown or wherever the main street of their town was. And uh, for, for folks in Spring Hill, Louisiana, the place you would always end up was the parking lot of Piggly Wiggly. Uh, and kids would meet there, they would date there, they would fight there. I've gotten a fight in the parking lot of the Piggly Wiggly. I got beat up by Johnny Holtzclaw. And people drug Maine in Kaplan when I was a teenager. So I think it is something that is really special to the rural South. So let's go drag Maine. That sound is a, uh, a car that Chris's aunt and uncle owns. It's an Oldsmobile. Its license plate says Susie 73. Hey, what's the story behind this car? Huh? What's the story behind the car? It was my aunt's, and she only drove it back and forth to take the kids to school. And it had 23,000 miles on it when we bought it. Now it has 26,000 miles on it. And it's a 1973 Cutlass. And that's the original miles, 26,000. That's crazy. You always hear these stories about the little old lady that only drove it to church. She only took the kids to school and back. And she died when she was 83. She was my aunt. And my dad bought it for me for $1,300. And he gave it to me. And David has restored it souped it up. <laughs> so that seat, the driver's seat turns to the side, that's original? No. They swivel. They come out of a Monte Carlo. <laughs> I wanted to keep it original. He didn't keep it original. Put it that way. He didn't keep it original. But they sure are comfortable. With y'all and switch up if y'all want to. Y'all want to meet up, switch up something in about 30 minutes? All right. So, Daddy, yeah. tell me Friday night, what would Friday night be like? You get off work, what, five o'clock? Then what? Take a bath, yeah. And drag my yeah, come here, and drag my spend a night right here in town. You get just riding around, talking to people, maybe stop at the parking lot, you know, and talk a while and then ride some more. Pick up girls? Oh, yeah. Yeah. You have what, an IROC Z? 
Didn't you? No, I had a Pontiac formula. Yeah, when I first started doing this right here, I had a 64 Cutlass F85 painted green. It's in the yearbook of me coming down Main Street in it. It's in the 70, I think it was 72 yearbook. Drag racing. Turn it down a little bit. We did a lot of drag racing. So you pulled up against somebody and you're like, you want to race? And then you had to go out to the mill ponds to race. Because that's where they had the straightest stretch and they always let somebody out. They'd get at the other end and they'd be your flagger. See who won. My daddy even come out there with us a couple of times in drag, drag Are you races. Serious? I am serious. Yeah. Did he win? We usually had to spot him, you know, be the one that stood there in the middle and did the flag thing so he could take off. Yeah, well, he won if they give him a, a head start. Because for some reason he would always get a head start because his didn't have as many cylinders or something. I don't know. But I can remember him telling us to go hide in the ditch and tell, come running and tell him if the cops was coming. <laughs> Did the cops ever come? Oh yes, yeah. they came plenty. Oh, yeah, you had to just <laughs> run. <laughs> you had to take off with your cops. Outrun the cops. So that was my mom and my aunt Susie telling how they would run from the police when they got busted for drag racing on Mill Pond Road uh, in Spring Hill. Um, most parents, I think, would tell their kids, don't drink and drive because it's dangerous. But back when my, my folks were in high school and were dragging Maine, it seems like drinking and driving was sort of, uh, was sort of okay. Nobody, you know, the, the stories they tell, they make it sound so harmless. So I think um, their message today would be, don't drink and drive. It's, it's, it's gotten really expensive. On a Saturday night, if you had $5, you could drag Maine. Buy and six drank pack, beer. Six pack of beer. Yeah. And, and, and gas. A six pack of tall, 16 ounce Budweiser was a dollar and a quarter. How would yeah. you decide when to go home? When nobody else drunk to drive. Too drunk to drive. Go on gas, run out of beer, or no women in town to go home. It's time to go. <laughs> So it turns out the Piggly Wiggly parking lot's kind of an okay place to hang out, except that there's no public restroom in a parking lot. So um, they had to go, the whole city would go to this one place, this bridge on the outskirts of town called Piss Bridge, and that's where they'd go use the restroom while they were dragging Maine. Now we're going to Piss Bridge. Yeah, we know where Piss Bridge is. Yeah, we're going to Piss Bridge. <laughs> Going to Piss Bridge. Oh, they're going to Piss Bridge. I got you. They'll get arrested. How far is Piss Bridge? You want to follow them? Come on. Let, we got, yeah, let's go. You want to follow them? I want to go to Piss Bridge. She wants to go to Piss Bridge. Daddy, where was Piss Bridge at? We'll go there. The Piss Bridge? Yeah. It's right up here. Like when you go to make a loop, you just went straight instead of making the loop. You know, it's out by the post office. You know where the post office is. I kind of figured it'd have to be further out of town for you to be able to go take a piss there. Well, it's, oh, yeah, it's, it's out there a little way. It don't take long. No. 
just a drunk. You didn't care whether you pissed out there or pissed. No, if somebody was coming, hell, they were just coming to piss, yeah, so you didn't stop or nothing. Yeah, that's all <laughs> Seems like if a cop wanted to, he could just hang out at this bridge. Well, he could have. He could have. I guess it's covered. They put a covered now. They put there was an actual in. bridge here, there, yeah. then. Even piss bridge is gone. Yeah, yeah he's he's down and out away from everything. But a little old boy run out across there, come from that other side over, and run up to the window. My window was down, and he just pow popped me right in the damn side of the head. You didn't, you didn't know him? I never seen him before in my life. And hell, we got out. I just left the car there, and we got out chasing him. Never did catch that little sucker. Sucker just mean, wasn't it? Yeah. Right there by the, uh, thank you. What was that, uh, you know where the five and dime store was, right there at that first red light. Ben Franklin, five and dime. <coughs> Why do you think he hit you? I don't know. I don't know. gunpowder. I think that's probably half the story I'm not hearing. <laughs> One of the strangest uh, little details of Spring Hill right now is that some of the parking lots that my mom and dad used to hang out in are no longer parking lots. They're being turned back into fields because the stores have closed or, you know, the population has shrunk. Um, you know, things have kind of gone downhill. So they don't need as much parking lot space. So some of the parking lots that my mom and dad used to hang in, hang out in, have been turned back into fields, which is pretty, pretty strange. And they talked about it a little bit. Well, when did, I mean, like, because it looks like this was where all the businesses in town were. Yeah. When did that change? Like, when did these storefronts go from being full to empty? After the paper mill. After yeah, the paper mill went, went down in 79, I guess, yeah. when it really shut down for good. Shut down, moved out to You know, and after that, it just kind of gradually started downhill. Yeah, this little corner right here was basically your Bigly Wiggly parking lot. Yeah, we always hung out right in here. Yeah. Yeah, there wasn't no grass there. No. Because you could see somebody and stopped the red light, you could see yeah. who was there. Yeah, yeah, they hauled all that dirt in him. That's just been the last few years. Yeah. yeah. That's what I was about to say. I've seen a million damn fields turned into parking lots. <laughs> that is a parking lot turned into a field. field. Yeah. Piggly Wiggly used to be there. Yeah. And they've taken it out. Oh, there's them same old hoes. So, Daddy? Yeah. When did you decide you was going to hang up your spurs as far as, you know, you, you could have you continued dragging Maine. Yeah. yeah. And uh, raising hell. Yeah. Drinking six packs of Budweiser. But you decided to get married and settle down. Yeah. I guess when your mama honked that crazy-ass <laughs> little Fiat horn at me the first time. <laughs> Or haul back or whatever it was. Towards the end of the night, um, Sarah and I, we, we pulled over. Uh, we pulled over the cars we were riding in and, and we just hung out with some of the older folks who were in the parking lot. We met this one lady who was hanging out underneath a class of 1974 banner and uh, she had um, this to say about, about kind of being taken back by the experience of Dragon Maine one last time. 
when I drove in town and I had the top of the hill, it's like, I'm 16. We're dragging me. <laughs> we did it so much. This was where you saw everybody. This is where you waved at that cute guy that you wanted to notice you. And when I heard her say this, I thought, you know, but that's not really true. You know, she felt like she was 16 again, but she wasn't 16 again. And you, you kind of can't go home again was the feeling that I had. But then I realized that we were standing in, in a field that used to be a parking lot that used to be a field. And I thought, you know, maybe things do come back. Maybe things do go full circle. Um, maybe you can go home again. And maybe Piss Bridge isn't going for good. So we'll see, right, Sarah? <laughs> I guess so. I, I really wanted to go to Piss Bridge and it just didn't happen. <laughs> I want to go there one day. <laughs> maybe, maybe we can go to Pittsbridge one day. <laughs> if we're lucky. Thank y'all for listening. And... Thanks, everyone, for listening. Oh, and don't forget, we have our next live storytelling event coming up on September 13th. Our theme is Under the Influence. It's going to be at Marjorie Lyons Playhouse on the campus of Centenary College. And thank you so much to Centenary and to the theater department over there. They have very generously donated the use of the space because our evening is going to be a fundraiser for the Council on Alcoholism and Drug Abuse. So there's more info on the blog. See you there.